Trash Ass Street. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. And you would not fucking believe what we just went through for about 45 minutes. It is ridiculous. So, when last we left, I moved mm-hmm. into my Lansdale house. Yeah. Which actually you wouldn't know because this is... I'm doing dust away. Duster. Are you walking on sunshine? I'm walking on sunshine. So, this is, first off, a little background. This is episode 100. Yes. Redo. Redux. Yes. yes, it's true. We've recorded 100 episodes, even though there's a good chance you're hearing this is episode 101. <laughs> yes. But really, it'd be like 104, considering extra episodes and whatnot. We could do this in like 99.5. 99.5. Like, <laughs> like... Power 99. I was thinking, is WMMR still a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's still Like on. WMMR. That's 93.3. Well, I don't fucking know. Get you it know, right. They're literally the only radio station I listen to. It's probably KYW. I listen to, I listen to Preston and Steve. I'm not in a car, that, mm. and also I'm not... Well, you live mm. like two seconds from work. Yeah, I do. Like, I can like literally blink. But anyway, <laughs> so when last we left, I had moved into Lansdale, which is where we are now. Yeah. And we, I had purchased all this exciting new equipment, these mics, this thingy, this and that. And we recorded the worst podcast, <laughs> like audio-wise. Yeah, it was really bad. And again, like 99 episodes plus... I've had some, we've had some rough ones where I've had to do heavy editing. It's the first one I've ever actually bailed out on. Um, So yeah, that is, we have a lost episode. Mm. Now we're going to pause for a second. I'm going to actually replay this audio just to make sure we're doing good. Okay. Pause. Pause. Okay. Nature's green as gold, pony boy. Okay. So what else is new? So you moved. How do you like Lansdale? It's kind of boring. Eh. Like, you know, a lot of drunk people, a lot of homeless people. I ran into a homeless tent city the other day. Really? And it was, like, spooky. And I was just thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 with poor old Amanda Kruger. I didn't, I don't remember that one. So, you don't remember Dream Warriors? Is that the one when she's, like, working out and the, the turns to a spider or something? No. So, Dream Warriors is... They, it's kids and they're in like a, an institute. They're like committed to a mental hospital. Mm. And there's the girl who's like, she's like the punk girl, but she's like a former drug addict and her little, her. Oh, is that the one with the needles and shit? Oh, that's the creepiest one. The little, uh, like, the needle, needle marks are, like, are going. <laughs> oh my God, that's so fucking scary. I, I only saw that like a long time ago. What were we talking about? Um, oh, so you get the origin of Freddy Krueger. Mm. The guy, the rando. Who's like with Nancy. I think he's the other doctor at the Institute. Okay. Touring and trying to get information. He runs into this old nun. And it was, she tells the story of Amanda Kruger, who was like this young nun. And she sort of got locked into the insane asylum. And the madmen just kept her captive for weeks, just using her for sexual behaviors. Ooh. And as I say, Freddy Kruger is the, best, the, the bastard that. son of a thousand madmen. And spoiler, the old nun is Amanda Kruger and she's a ghost. But anyway, it was like this really intense thing and I didn't go too far, but I'm like, I really don't belong here. And I was actually, I mean, point of fact, I'm sure they, you know, they wouldn't do anything. They're nice, nice homeless people, I guess. Like if something had happened back there, like people, it would be weeks before someone found me. (laughs) So um, other than that, um, nothing much, just getting to it. Yeah. Um, Got a Phantom kitty cat living under my shed. Phantom kitty. I'm setting uh, traps even as we speak. Are you really? No. Oh. <laughs> is it? Is it like just candy? I'm giving her presents. I'm giving her uh, chocolate bars. Aww. 
Oh. It's strychnine. Oh, that's sweet. I heard kitties love strychnine. I think they do, and chocolate bars. Oh. I think that's a thing they can't eat, right? Yeah. And probably onions. I know dogs aren't supposed to eat onions and really? garlic. Really? I don't know. Fucking. Anything about like vampires? And va- <laughs> I, do- I get dogs and vampires confused. What even a little plunger? What? Oh, that's. Um, I'll explain it later. That was. It was a dubious award at my last job and it's meant to represent exactly what you're fucking thinking it represents (laughs) that's Um, amazing i love it and yeah that was and that was given to me my last day or a friend of mine's last day that's awesome anyway so what's new with you jimu um school yeah about it did halloween yeah um getting ready for thanksgiving and i only have a handful of weeks of school left but it's been a pain in the butt mm-hmm. but we've been got we've been getting through i've been having fun yeah good um so this is kind of it's our 99 and a half episode yeah it's gonna be our belated spooky ween episode yeah and our yearly anniversary <laughs> show because i know we got so much shit coming up yeah <laughs> and who knows i don't oh so um some music news yeah um, I bought tickets for Surfboard yeah, for me, Mark, and Lou, which I will be reviewing later. Mm. What's the, the Beach House? Yeah. They have a new album coming out. They oh, just nice. released like a couple songs. I've not listened to it because I was listening to a lot of finishing La Las in the car. Foreshadowing. Oh. But I'm really excited for that. It's like a double LP. They had like a special edition, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like spending 60 yeah. bucks or 50 bucks mm-hmm. on a record. Um, Interesting you should mention Beach House. Ooh, why? We'll talk about it later after we do our music. Ooh, okay. We have some fun facts. Come oh, on. cool. Um, They're from Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know what to they say are. to that. <laughs> so, do you want to start off? You want me to start off? Yeah, so I got two. I got two. And unlike the first time we recorded this, I we were both aware. Listening. Yeah, so the first one we're going to talk about is Zorked by Julia Shapiro off Suicide Squeeze. Mm-hmm. Came out 10-15, and this is her second solo album. Yes, it's very good. And in a way, it's really good that, not really good that we recorded a podcast that sounded yeah. like shit and we had to record it two weeks later. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I really like, this album's really good. It's really different. I had put it down because other things really start to come out. Mm-hmm. And revisiting it, I was like, fuck, this is a really good album. And then I was like, fuck. This is a really depressing album. And Zorked is a term coined mm-hmm. by Julia Shapiro. Are you going to puke again? No, no it's, it's like every episode we say that. I know. I'll bet you it's on the first episode. The, we should, if we get t-shirts, it should be on the back. Are you going to yeah. puke again? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, fuck yeah. And we could have uh, we could have pants. This is We have track pants and on the back of the fanny of the pants. It says Big Butt Slut. I just want to pants that say that. It doesn't really mean anything for the podcast. Um, it's just funny. And misogynistic. Yeah. Well, actually, no, because guys can be sluts and they can have big, big butts, butt too. Big Butt Slut, and yeah. then on the front we'll say, mansplain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be pointing down. <laughs> and it'll be a plunger. Wow. Anyway, so Zorked is a term coined by Julie Shapiro to mean basically super fucking, I think she says like, galactic high yeah like high beyond high and she's like it's not catching on and we're like no real surprise there yeah nosebleed nosebleed totally nosebleed totally nosebleed yeah (laughs) fucking a um and this is also her covid album yes for as the legend goes she had moved to la Mm. and then literally the next day after she moved to la for a new job the whole city went to lockdown (sighs) that's basically what this album's about she recorded the whole thing 
she played all the instruments. Mm-hmm. She her roommate helped her, I think, like produce it. Yeah. But she did basically all the work by herself. And it's this really awesome album, and it mm-hmm. opens with Death Thirteen. And of course, this is meant to signify the tarot. Mm-hmm. The tarot, Tari Taru. The tarot card. Oh, speaking of tarot card and Tari Taru, I watched Mystery Men again, but we'll talk about that as well. Because I hate myself, as it turns out. I'm screen. <laughs> anyway, third segment. So, yeah, like, Death is like this super fucking heavy, no-wave, dream-pop, grindy, depression-inducing, like... It's very heavy, and it's kind of like... I'd say it's like some psyops thing where you... You really enjoy the album, but you, or the song, but you feel like you've done something vaguely wrong when it's over. But it's good. They, this was the first single they released, and this is what sold me on this album. It's a really good song. The next two songs, Come With Me and Wrong Time, are very pointedly about moving to L.A. Wrong time. It was the wrong time to move. Mm-hmm. Come With Me is sort of about being alone and wandering the streets. That's a common theme. We'll talk about themes after. And it's funny because the uh, Wrong Time bleeds perfectly into... Well, Come With Me bleeds perfectly into Wrong Time. Like it could be the same song hmm. or like a song and a half. Somewhere is her Weezer song, I say jokingly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the most different the album. It's not particularly it's one of my favorites. It's okay. okay. Reptile Reptile is this Kim Gordon fucking spoken piece. Yeah, it's Listening weird. to it in headphones, I can understand the lyrics, but it's it seems to be her talking about a fucked up dream she had. Because at the end she's like, and it's hard to explain, but it was a turtle... And the turtle was also Brittany. Um, you know what I, never I mean? Noticed. I I like when I listened to it as an LP, I could not tell, and for some reason, just having maybe having it in stereo. Yeah, it's maybe. like Biernal Man, Biernal Beats. Hellscape is my favorite song of the album, and that's like this Liz Fair, like acoustic song. That's the one. It's like, yeah, okay. Apparently, one of the she did. Two things during the lockdown. Well, three if you count recording this album. Smoked a lot of weed. Smoked a lot of weed. Like a, she said, a a tremendous like brain destroying amount of weed, and she would just wander the streets. <laughs> when I was unemployed, mm-hmm. I would. Now I don't do drugs because drugs are drug, fools. It's, it's hugs, hugs, not, not drugs. drugs. Crack is whack. Um, coke be dope. Coke is not dope. <laughs> weed is no need for but um i would want like i would go on these massive like three hour fucking wanders actually the happiest i've been in years because it was great i could just put on some headphones yep not be high and just walk around being like i like sobriety it's awesome <laughs> that's what she did and that's what a lot of it's about the loneliness she felt like sort of the isolation she feels and just wandering do nothing about it is you know just being super depressed and being content to be super fucking depressed yeah. I think that's the one that has the lyric about some guy told me to be happy and I was like, I never fucking thought of that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good. Zorked. Zorked is like the most chastity belt song on the album. It's the title track, obviously. It has this really weird, awesome, satisfying instrumental with like these really broad notes in the middle of the song. It changes tone remarkably. And then Hall of Mirrors is like a sad girl song that you would hear. I think that's the song I said... It's the kind of song that would play in a movie where the, the B-plot is someone dying of cancer and the main character is trying to make it to the ho- like hospital room before they die. 
So Zorked, really good album, much like Hellboy to the Golden Army, and unfortunately fell to the wayside because of a different album that came out. Um, I really liked it. I didn't go back and listen to it since yeah a month ago almost mm-hmm. or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it. I ended up because I think he just told me to listen to like three songs, and I ended up listening to the whole thing. I thought yeah. it was really good. And just to to clarify that incredibly intelligent reference. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, had a really strong first weekend. Then the second weekend dropped off the map because the second Dark Knight movie came out. Um, and basically, like, it literally just vanished. Like I never, never saw happened. any of the Hellboy movies. Oh, I thought you were saying, I never saw any of the Batman movies. That should <laughs> no, be a fucking lie. That's Zorked. <clears throat> As in, let's get fucking Zorked, Yeah, yo. man. I have Military Gun. Uh, All Roads Lead to the Gun 2. And this is Ian Shelton's band out of... L.A., Seattle. He's from, like, Seattle, but I think he moved mm-hmm. to L.A. And we've done a bunch of his other bands, and main one is Regional Justice Center. They're post-punk, the AM rep type of stuff. He said that this band was influenced by Modest Mouse, Fugazi, Sonic Youth, and Jesus Lizard. And I really enjoyed it. I was not what I was expecting, being mm-hmm. from the crazy grindcore power violence of uh, what Regional Justice Center is. So anyway, it starts off with Big Disappointment, which is my favorite song on the album. It's very alt-rock, grungy. Everything works for this song. It's very catchy. It's You would almost think it's from the 90s. <clears throat> Next one is Disposable Plastic Trash. This has more of like a hardcore vibe. Uh, the, this band reminds me a, a little bit of Fury, just his vocals and sound and stuff. But this, this, no, the, uh, this song is more like noise rock with a little bit of groove. Third song, Background Kids. A post-punk song with wandering guitars and crashing drums. Um, and then the last song, All, lead, All Roads Lead to the Gun, really reminds me of Fury, and I'm a big Fury fan, so that's good. As I said, this is in a good way. Like, it, it's only a four-song or mm-hmm. yeah, four-song EP, and I'm really interested in this band. I just was not expecting this type yeah. of style of music to come out of this, but I, I really enjoyed it. So, Military Gun. Yeah, I got a fun little fact. Okay. So, the first time we reviewed this... You did the first one, I know. I listened to the wrong one. Yeah. Um, went back, listened, listened to the first, first one again. <laughs> first one's really good. I'm sure it's probably the same, yeah. Not what I was... Yeah. If you heard, like, Regional Justice Center, though, would you be like, this is the... Oh, I did, and I've heard Regional Justice I know, Justice but yeah. would you be like... I was like, holy shit, like, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't at all. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. It's I good. liked it. Um, even though I don't. I consistently not review the right <laughs> album. You want me to go? You want to do... Well, you have one more or two more? One more. I have one more as well, so let me go. Okay. Uh, so this is... This is one I've been excited for since it was announced... Oh, so long ago. Mm-hmm. La Luz by La Luz. La Luz. So, mean the light, no. <laughs> Possibly one of them. No. So, La Luz is a band that's very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Bands that I discovered specifically doing this podcast that are probably my favorite bands. What are you looking at? Nothing. What? Throw him G.I. Joe. Oh. <laughs> Craven Hunt. Oh, Craven Hunt. So we'll talk Because they were... It doesn't matter. Trades, okay. They're trades. I was seeing if I had. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. What do you think? It was like some sort of weird No movie. idea. I was like, what the well, fuck? Why is it going off? I mean, this house is haunted. <laughs> this is a little self-titled. A very different album. Did they put this out themselves, did you say? It's off Hardly Art. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, they did use a producer, Adrian Young, mm-hmm. who does a lot of movie soundtracks and stuff. And I think he like co-produced a Kedrick Labar album and stuff. Oh, okay. And cool. he owns actually a record store. Huh. He has like a law degree and his father is a law. It's anyway, he produced it and 
like he sort of gave an interview and he said, you know, I normally don't work with bands, but like, you know, I really like this band's really different. They're very sincere. They're all very much like, and our new best friend, Adrian Young is going to be DJing here and we love him and he loves us and it's great. So what do you need to know about this album? Okay. What do we need to know? Tell us. Um, in general, the guitars sort of the, one of the signatures of La Luz, I think is the surfy guitar. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's minimized, although not to the extent upon repeat listenings, not as much as I originally thought. But I think guitar doesn't really take the lead on a lot of these songs like it does on earlier albums. I can see that. I mean, I noticed it still. It almost sounded like more of a spaghetti western type of uh, guitar that's actually, sound. That is the best fucking description. <laughs> yeah. that a lot of these songs, it's very spaghetti western. See, I western. did my homework. It's actually better because I was like struggling yeah, it was like a spaghetti to think western. of certain things, especially the first and last track. Yeah. Well, second and last track, but probably a better <laughs> description of what I could do. So the guitars are, are different, although you even have surfy elements still. Mm-hmm. The doo-wop aspect, like the harmonized vocals, yeah. are much more forefront and generally take the lead on, on some of the songs. On yeah. some of the songs. And again, like like first pass, you get a very different impression than when you listen to the second time. Yeah, I'm I did interested in listening to it again. And finally, like the organ gets really nutty. Yeah. It's really like so the organ seems to be the lead instrument. And there's a lot of like weird flaky and flashy spacey galactic flourishes in here like bleep lorps that really make it work and i say this album overall is psychedelic in the truest sense not like the overblown like oc's one it's psych but it's like mixed in with like whatever the velvet underground would it's like be. folk like folky. yeah or like uh jefferson airplane at times yeah like it's very much so like i would say 60s psych yeah like before but anyway yeah it is all those things and more and less mm-hmm. and it opens with in the country which i made that as a very tarantino-esque opening which your description it sounds it opens like a spaghetti western yeah makes a lot of fucking sense it sort of sets the tune there's this like ascending uh crescendo of in the country mm-hmm. and it goes into the pines into the pines is really good into the pines yeah i mean all the songs i think are really good um, that opens up with this really strong bass and like really like kind of funky surf guitar and that's like where the, sort of the psychedelic organ mm-hmm. kind of kicks in and it's about like sort of being in the wilderness of California Shauna Cleveland lives like somewhere in fucking Bodum Northern California I believe currently it's pretty cool yeah Jelly but I think it's like one of those areas that probably got just fired yeah I mean like I said I think it's like Calif- what California would be if people didn't just constantly pump water and money into the state to make yeah. it not die. Into the Pines goes into watching cartoons, which is like, it's very slow and deliberate, but it's it's very fun. Cause it's I like, like it. You know, and it's, it kind of goes around and around, and it's it's almost like, it's spacey. They get high, smoke some herbs. Oh, man. Getting fucked up. Um, Ode Blue is a love song about someone who doesn't know you exist. Oblo wasn't like into so much. It's not, like it just kind of like it, it's not that it was a bad song. I wasn't expecting it. It was. It's very of, low. It kind of slams yeah. on the brakes. Um, there is some guitar business in there that's really cool. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's not my lyrically. It's a very strong song. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's almost a solo piece. But of course, that goes into the banger. Goodbye, ghost. Which is so it goes to probably the slowest song of the album to the most dynamic. Yeah. It's about hating someone after a breakup, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that has some, like, you know, as much as I said the guitar is minimized, some really funky, wonky, fucking awesome guitar, but not like typical Lalo's guitar solo shit. Yeah. And again, the organ plays such excellent counterpoint. It's catchy. It's like, 
It's also interesting. There's an asterisk there. Keep that in mind because okay. I go, when I circle around, Uberat is like a, a Fellini-esque funeral march. Mm-hmm. It's very deliberate, very slow. I feel like this song after, it just changes straight into like a psych album. Yeah, and after that there is because then Metal Man is the one after I that. really like Metal Man. But I do want to talk about, I do too, Uberat briefly because okay. it's such a weird, different song. Mm-hmm. Mexican funeral march, basically. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. And I guess Rot implies that. But anyway, yeah, Metal Man is is much more a tradition, the most traditionally psych song, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, do, do, do. It's slightly, one of the songs remind me of that, um, write me a postcard, darling. That's just Shocking Pink or something. Did you ever hear that song? Yeah, yeah. It kind of, I don't know, one of the songs remind me of like, But they kind of, they kind of jill off the guitar a little bit in this one. They're like, ooh. But, um. Ooh, you can't see what I'm doing. I'm yeah, Metal Man. Finger banging guitar. Yeah. It's hot as shit. La- Lazy Eyes and Dune is like a, is like sort of like a psych ballad. Mm-hmm. Now, Lazy Eyes and Dune is a love song, but I think... It's Shanna Cleveland talking about missing her son when she's on tour. Her son is the reincarnation of Adolf (laughs) Hitler. I I was trying to think of an Adolf who wasn't Adolf Hitler, but that name sort of fell out of vogue. Yeah, it fell out of favor a while ago. Yeah, I kind of think that's about her just like missing her son. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're because you're a fucking mom jeans kicking. You're like, oh, baby. <laughs> yep, that's what we do. Um, cuckoo caca. I mean, Victor, watch Booba today. <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're Victor. like, you're bad. Watch this bo- fucking Booba. We can talk about that. Down the street. I like that. That's like I like Velvet it, Underground. Yes, and, and that is and... that is also, that might be the most different song in the album. That one, it grew on me. But it grew on me very fucking quick, and I just like it. It's like yeah. very sweet, and yeah, it is a very like velvety undergroundy song without the heroin. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we don't get some like triple overdose news. <laughs> I won't hesitate. No. Is the perfect like second to last ish song mm-hmm. on the album. It's just fun. It's good. And then we go back to Spaghetti Westerland with a uh, Here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Which opens with this very like melancholy, mournful, acoustic, ballady opening. You can almost hear a fucking coyote howling. This one is another love song, but I think it's about the earth. I think it's about the environment. Oh, she's fucking finger fucking the earth. <laughs> no, it's hard. You just go into the dirt. Ugh, oh, it's, so fucking it's very gross. dry out. Well, I won't. I won't <laughs> be hashtagging Lelouz when I post this because my luck, they would fucking be like, "Oh, someone that's our biggest fan, Lou Sessa." Who's <laughs> that? freaking idiot and then it ends with like uh spider house which is an instrumental which i don't think it's like kind of it's different it it changes the tone of the whole album in a way no i agree because i was like oh that's it i don't yeah (laughs) and i don't know how i feel about it's weird because it's not a bad song whatsoever but i was like oh okay it's just a very like yeah i don't know i don't know what to think about it even after listening to this album like a million times so you were going to circle back. Yeah, I really love this album. I've been listening to it almost like... It's really good. Constantly. When I was originally going to do this album, it was ahead of release. Mm-hmm. And they had released 7 out of 14... Or 7 oh, out of yeah. 12 songs. Or 13, so whatever. And I was like, I'm going to review this because all the songs they released are fairly consistent thematically. Like Metal... Was it Metal Man? Metal Man was the one that was most different out of that first release. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't expect any surprises. Well, everything they held back was all the weird... Like, Goodbye Ghost they held back. Okay. Uh, Uberot. Down the Street. So mm-hmm. all the stuff that was arguably the more different stuff is what they held back. So 
So I'm glad we did have this time to listen to it. You're glad I fucked up and didn't listen to it? And yeah, that's, so we had a miscommunication. Yeah. A miscommunication. We have... This is... Uh, what's from... I don't know. What? I don't know. I, the Steve McQueen movie... Oh, what's Steve McQueen? Are you thinking now? Are you thinking of Cool Hand Luke? Yeah, that's Paul Newman. That's what I meant. Oh, The Sting, really good Paul Newman movie. Never saw The Sting. That's good. Okay, so figure. Finish. Not to be confused with The Hustler, and that's it. Anyway, that's it. Lulu is really good. I'm of the year contender. Okay. I really liked that. I thought it was really good. It really like stuck out after I said that Urberat, whatever that one. Urberat. Urberat, and then like. It really kicked in for me. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I, I, I don't know. For mm-hmm. some reason, it just clicked after that for me. Not that it was bad or anything. Yeah. There's some really good songs, or but I enjoyed it. I thought it was mm-hmm. really good. But let's talk about one of the best albums of yes. probably 2021. Yes. Which is Surfboard's new album, "Keep On Trucking." Yes. Which was out on October 12th. Mm-hmm. They're out of Brooklyn, New York. Then they've been a band since 2015. Their last full length was "Friendship Music" in 2018. When they announced that album, I was at a point where I was like. I wonder if Surfboard's ever going to do anything again. And then uh, oh, White uh, Fly and a came out as the first single. I was like, oh. They've been having stuff out, like, single-wise throughout, like, COVID and stuff. Yeah. But this was their first, like, full Well, did you listen to the Turn Out of Punk with Danny I did, Brand? I yeah. did. It was good. Yeah. I liked that. I love this album. I, I can't stop listening to it. It's probably my al- going to be my album of the year. And Mark was like, gotta listen to it. I'm like, I have things to do. Yeah. And then I would, like, hear him play while he was painting. And I'm like, I gotta listen to this album. So it's uh, the first single or the first song is FML. Yes. Do you know what FML means? I do now. It's fuck it's like my life. life. Yes, and that is the uh, in the case video you didn't with, know. Yeah. And that has the video with Fred Armisen just basically using his magic to make everything better. Yeah, it's a pretty. And cool. at the end, turning everyone in the band into him. Yes, and I this awesome fucking song. Yes, garagey punk with awesome hooks that suck you in. It's just really fun. Like, mm-hmm. I I think it's awesome. Yeah. I like the. Don't you think I'm the real thing, babe? There's just so yeah. much shit that just like hooks you mm-hmm. in. I know, like she kind of like they talk like talk about Blondie, how Debbie Harry's like you're awesome band. Like you can yeah. totally hear like a Blondie like early mm-hmm. punk influence on all these songs. Yeah. But it's fucking great. My favorite still yeah. now is the second song, Lot Lizard. Yes, ninety three, which wins just on title alone. I fucking love it. I think that's what the, like when they um, have been <clears throat> promoting their tour, they use this song. Oh, nice. But it just it's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. like lyrically fucking amazing. The like it, it does remind me a lot of Blondie at times. Yeah. It's just great. I can't even. I don't mm-hmm. even know what to say about it. To it's, be it's, honest, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every song on this album is fucking. It's awesome. nothing like hard in your face. It's just like this. Hot damn! I'm a brand Land new man. Got a hundred dollar bill. Like it's just yeah, it's, it's awesome man. song. It just flows so good, and I love it. Big star and. Is the next song, and that reminds me of uh, a lot of Hole and Blondie. Yeah, Big Star is like, for lack of a better word, the media song in the album. Mm-hmm. Like, it's much more towards rocky, rockish. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song for strutting around. I really like it. That's when she's like, star. so high on heroin. It's, a, it's awesome. Hollywood Trash Pile, very rock and roll. It's mm-hmm. got a Rolling Stones guitar riff hidden in there. Yeah. And it almost reminds me of um, going back to Hole again, the song Violet, a little bit. And I like it. Not my favorite song in the album, but I just definitely don't like. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't dislike it whatsoever. Yeah. White Claw Edamol Bong oh Hit. My God. Fucking still love it. Straight up punk rock. Great. Yes. I like when it's like I like cocaine, cocaine alcohol, and bad, bad bitches. bitches. <laughs> I like. Um, White Claw was it a uh, have a smoke and take a shit? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Crack is wha- oh, yeah. Like there, there's is like the, the lyrics are amazing. 
Dixon Space, very garage. Uh, Mark said, like, oh, reminds me of a Hive song. I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, it's very bouncy in the beginning. Pretty much talking smack on Jeff Bezos and billionaires. Dips. Dixon Space. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes. Rock and roll, punk, garagey. Love it. It's trying to stay positive. Youth Group Therapy. Oh, I, love I know that's your favorite song, and that song has straight up really mm-hmm. grown on me. Um, it's very, like, 77 punk, early blondie song. It's... I like. I think you like when they're like attack of the normies. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not like. I can't remember. They saw the breakdown. We saw like you're so cheap and I'm so bitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it's really good. Well, that could be life's a joke. Life's a joke. Can't put my finger on the song, but it's awesome. Yeah. I think it could be life's a joke. But you're so bitter. No, no. no Use the therapy at the breakdown. Is, is it? Yeah. But life it's so great. It's awesome. I like hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Killed by food is like a straight. It reminds me of a Descendant song. It's just straight in your face. Killed by food. Mm. It's just fucking weird and funny. Never nude. I actually really like this song. It's trying to stay positive and just being in a world full of assholes and just holding your yeah. head up. I guess Cheap Glue is the last song on the album, and it's a little slower with those like. So yeah, Cheap Glue is a slower song with like a kind of has a sleazy riff about it. I don't know yeah. what it is. Like, boom, 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 It's like boom. L.A. sleaze. Is yeah, like and it's just like friendship and caring. It's, yeah. I really, really like it. It's a, a good song to end the album Yes, yeah, so, so it's a really good, like, it's a very strong album. I mean. Super strong. I'm not surprised, although you always get like, you always get a little scared, especially for like a sophomore, you know. Yeah. This, uh, I think that, I like it better than friendship music, to be honest. I get to re-listen to friendship music. Her voice is different. And yeah. she does talk about, so she, Danny Miller was on Turned Out of Punk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the highlights aside from, yeah, well, you know, I was so sober, but I real I was still doing lots of coke and smoking <laughs> weed and drinking. I got really sober. And she talks about learning how to actually sing with your diaphragm. Mm-hmm. And I think it she does sound a little different yeah. on this album. Um, and of course, produced a little bit, too. And the album's all about positivity. Yeah. And who produced it? I forget. She was someone who they worked with, and it was like... I think it was... I don't know. Uh, I honestly Marie forget. Marie Antoinette. Yeah, it was Marie Antoinette and um, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Britney got free. I know. Although I thought she got freed like a month ago. Maybe her she got really free like yesterday or something. But anyway, surfboard, keep on trucking, fucking amazing. End scene. I'm fucking out of here. No, I'm kidding. He's still looking that up. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We can put it We're in. We're looking at. Linda Perry. Linda Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, And just a few other things interesting coming up. Courtney Barnett released an album. Have not listened cool. to it yet. There's a band. Have you heard a band called Wet Leg? No. So they only have two songs. I'm going to play you one after we're done this. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see what they come out with. Okay. If you have an album coming next year. Amon the Sniffers had an album come out in September. I still haven't listened to. Oh, I did hear. Like I forgot a, about it. Like yeah. an LP. And Habibi released oh, cool. an EP, two songs. And it's really good. It's like different because they're on Suicide Squeeze now. Cool. Oh, shit. I think I said, uh, wherever I said uh, Julia Shapiro is from, I was wrong. She's from Suicide Squeeze. Oh, okay. Which I, I was surprised when I saw that because I think whatever I said, like, I, th- I thought she was with KRS. Oh, okay. I don't remember what you which, said, to be honest. And again, my resolution for, I think, next year is, with very few exceptions, to not review, ba- like, to basically restrict labels. Because uh, we over Because, like, it's always, stuff. it's like Suicide Squeeze, Kill Rock Stars. Well, I do, like, anything off Anxious and Angry. Uh, yeah. Well, I, like, I have, like, my, my go-tos. So those are going to be, you know, I'm going to try to change it up. I'll figure it out. But anyway, I watched Mystery Men. Okay. It's really fucking bad. What are you talking about? 
Mystery Man. I know. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. <laughs> but I, I saw like, that bad boy in it, the theater with Jess. I saw it too in the theater, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's not very good. I mean, I it, thought it was funny. There are parts that are funny, but it's yeah. really bad. Yeah, like yeah, the the spleen. <laughs> He's the best. It's good, but it is the most. It is so such a fucking nineties movie. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is the bad guy. Is he? Yeah, it was Casanova Frankenstein. <laughs> which that made me laugh too, but it's a really fu- it's a fucking horrible movie. <laughs> it just is. Um, and of course we talked about, I don't think we talked about it, we mentioned Dracula. Yeah, we were talking about it before we recorded. Um, when Jamie was unable to record like a vampire reflection. Yeah, yeah I've been watching like, yeah, I don't know, a lot of weird movies. I watched um, Promising Young Woman. Yeah, which I have not watched yet. So I liked like it. it. Yeah. I am, it's going to sound, I, I was almost expecting more because it got like such great reviews mm-hmm. but I, I i really did enjoy it it's mm-hmm. definitely worth a watch it's yeah. different um but you kind of knew it was gonna happen mm-hmm. i didn't think it was like that shocking that stuff the yeah. end was interesting yeah. and then i watched dune oh so dune i've also watched dune i liked it i've Part i don't one. think i ever saw the first video or the first uh movie well you're probably made the right move yeah i knew john david lynch did it right i couldn't remember if Cronenberg david did lynch it or, did it and it's um Tom McLaughlin and stuff. It's a whole bunch of weird stuff. I just listened to a podcast where they're talking about it, and he wasn't into it. And like, it was produced by Dino De Laurentiis, mm-hmm. and apparently his main note was it couldn't be longer than two hours and eighteen minutes because at two hours and nineteen minutes, that two hours and eighteen minutes was the cutoff before a movie theater could have one less show a day. Oh, really? So it's just. Two hours and eight is as long as a movie can be and still have like four shows back in the day. Uh, so I liked it. Yeah. I, I like have a thing for Oscar Isaac. I've always kind of liked I do too, him. yeah. I think he's kind of... Oh, we do? I think he's kind of hot. Yeah. He's like in everything. I didn't know he was supposed to be Moon Knight either. Yeah, I just saw but that But I think I've had a crush on Oscar Isaac since um, Lewin Davis, to be honest. Yeah. I've like just mean to everybody. And like, treat me like shit, Lewin Davis. <laughs> Can you get money for my abort? You can't. Everyone was so mean to him. I love. I love that. I want to go back and watch that movie. I it's still good. It's really good. And the best part of that movie actually is when he's in the car with John Goodman. Oh, that was. He's like the jazz guy, and he's like, "I know voodoo," and I put a yeah. Well, did I tell you how there's like a a theory about that it's like the great like he's an animal. It's all that like a cat or something like that. Yeah, like of the the great not the great escape whatever the one book where like the dog and the cat like. Oh, it's um. But yeah, there's like another one to- a comparison. They're like even saying if you look at like the when he's like on the subway train or something like that, it's just the cat. Like he's not there. Like he actually because yeah. he hangs out with that cat and shit. Like it's, yeah, I have to go back and. Do you remember the end? Um, no, I really don't. All right, so, uh, You're well, not, I not, saw it. I don't I mean. We might have seen it together. At the we did. Actually. We did. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's more like something I'd like to talk about when you see it again. But basically, you know, he ends. He gets beat up. And as he like leaves the club, Bob Dylan goes on stage. Oh, okay. I, they're just I would talk about there, but yeah, okay. Wait until you see it. Was it Bobby Dylan or was it, it that sexy beatnik Bobby <laughs> Dylan? So Dune, you liked it? Um, Dune. Dune Part One. Dune Part One. I liked it. It was a little slow, but like I know nothing about it. Yeah. Some parts were really cool, but I I, I liked. It. I'm yeah. not like coming in my pants like some people. Like I, I was. <laughs> I know. I had to get a popcorn and I was like doing it myself. I could have hauled it for my own benefit. <laughs> I, I But I enjoyed it. I was yeah. different. And as I said, I don't really know anything about it. But Mark's like, oh, so great. And I was like, okay, I like it. Was he like, I'm Jabbar. Fuck you. No. Oh, look, sandworms. Shit. And then I'm like, did they get the sandworms out of that for like um, Beetlejuice? That's I always thought that it was okay. like some sort of weird. 
The sandworms were pretty cool. That's um, yeah. Shay Halud. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Shay Halud, that was like... There's and there's a band. that band, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had no yeah, idea. I remember. And? Is that what that's from? This oh, is a... This is So I'm bird. holding a, a sandworm. Uh, oh, sorry. From... <laughs> I thought we were It could be both. Yeah, well, the one end. <laughs> so I'm holding a sandworm from the 1984 David Lynch Dune. It's a toy. I think I bought this at a garage shop for $1. I think they go for a fairly decent amount really? of money today because... Well, Dune, I like the 84 Dune. It's a horrible movie. It's so fucking weird, which is why I like it. Yeah. They made a lot of toys for it. Not the kind of movie that you'd expect kids yeah. to flock to to see toys. Although, I went to a theater to see it, and there were a fair amount of kids. Huh. And it doesn't seem like the kind of movie that no. would engage children. But yeah, I did like it. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, I'm not wearing a Dune t-shirt with my Dune uh-huh. hat and stuff, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was different. Yeah. I really like our Oscar, Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yes, I liked his character. Like, my favorite part was when he was, like, bit down on a Oh, the poison, thing. yeah. And the other thing, one thing I automatically won me over, which marks, like... Was it Stella Skarsgård's fat, sexy body? No, he was like, just to give you some backstory, they had a... War with the robots, so they don't have any smart machines. Oh, yeah. And I was like, they're fucking smart. And I was yeah. like, now I will pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then I'm like, if they don't have smart machine, how do they have all these fucking things that well, they don't have... do stuff? And I want to see more of the drugs. Well, that's all, yeah, it's all like fucking the drugs. And, you know, a lot of people think Melange is like, it's a, it's a standard for oil and all this stuff. But they do it... Frank Herbert, I think, is pretty out of that it was... It was LSD. He was like experimenting with drugs. It was just an excuse to write about drugs. Um, yeah, we could talk about the Butlerian Jihad that made all the computers go away. and We don't have to right now. But basically. But that's why you have like the Mentats and all that shit. The guys. So Dune, yeah. Part one. In Duncan, Idaho. Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. He looks weird without facial hair. Not into it. Yeah, I don't like. I didn't like him when he like shaved down. Like when he was all scruffed up. Yeah. I think he should do every role as, as Drogo. He they should does. literally deliver every line as fuck. That would have been the best Aquaman movie if he's just talking like the fracking, just murdering people. And like, Aquaman, Prince of the Seas, he's just chopping some fucking fool's head off. And... That'd be amazing. Yeah. I would love it. But, um... I would love it. I'm trying to think. No, no, no. Oh, so here's... Here, all right, let's talk about... So the first episode of Trash South Street. Okay. Oh, we're... Utter in... Nonsense was really? the name of the title. Oh, okay. And it was Utter Nonsense. Do you remember... We know what we were doing. We were babies. It wasn't super... The, the worst thing about that episode, it was pretty good, was there was a lot of uh and uh ooh. A lot of those things which I usually edit out, but I didn't edit out on that one. Okay. So, do you remember or the first song ever reviewed on Trash South Street? Um, I don't remember. I remember because it was me. Oh, of course. And it was Black Star. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Now, more surprising, do you by any chance remember the first thing you reviewed on Trash South Street? There's something that I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. St. Cilia by the Foo Fighters, because it really? was a free download. Interesting. Forgot about that song. The big... We did a lot of, like, singles. You reviewed H2O. Okay. But you reviewed a band that I think was new to both of us at like the time called Beach House. Uh, really? And you're talking about... Because it's the first time you're like... In a, it says it's something called Dream Pop, and uh, she like... And I like... The, fucking love Beach Yeah. House. Yeah, that's a very... Just a glimpse of what you have in store for... One hundred, even though it's a ninety-nine point five, which feel like one hundred and eight. Um, so until next time, my friends. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Like we would like to do a topic. I kind of dropped the ball with you asking for to do a topic. Yeah. But I had like so much shit to do. It was a weird one, and again, like 
the fact that it took us 45 minutes to get to the point where we could record. Yeah, I'm just glad that we got one recorded. All right, folks. See you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.